Hello and welcome to the Nerdiest Podcast, the podcast where nerds talk about nerdy things. On this episode, it's just going to be me and I'm going to be talking about Demon Slayer the movie Mugen Train because I just saw it in theaters and I got to say it was it was really good. Like, I mean, I cuz I think about it in terms of other anime movies I've seen, like both of the My Hero movies, Weathering with You, um I saw Ride Your Wave last year in theaters. So comparing it to those films, well, one, I feel like isn't fair because it's, it's it's its own film and it is very distinct from the others. But I would say it's definitely in my top three of like anime movies I've seen and loved. So I do want to say there will be spoilers here just like right out the gate. Like, you know, because I don't this isn't going to be a long it's just a little bonus episode I wanted to do to talk about the movie. So if you haven't seen it yet, go check it out It's in theaters right now as the as of the time of this release. Um, and it should be coming to digital, I think, in June. So if you want to wait uh, and be safe at home and watch it digital, it's coming to you very soon. But if you feel brave enough to trek out to the theaters, it's waiting for you there. And I will say. I think this is definitely a movie you would benefit from seeing in the theaters. Now, I know some people at home have, like, the surround sound and, like, really big subwoofers and bass. And if you have that, great. Watch it at home. But if you want that full Demon Slayer experience, I think the theater is the best way to experience it. Because the sound mixing, sound design, the soundtrack was really good. Um, And I should say, I saw it subbed which I'm really glad I saw it sub. Nothing against the English dub at all. I just prefer the original Japanese watching it subtitled and, you know, doing the reading. But I will say it is a movie that definitely requires you to, or it doesn't require, but it is definitely made for a movie theater. That big surround sound, booming loud, you know, giant screen. Like the animation and visuals were off the chart for this film. And I gotta say, UFO table, or is it UFOtable? I don't know. It's like UFO table. I don't know how to say it. Um, but they knocked it out of the park with this animation. And I'll talk about animation in a second. But they really knocked it out of the park. And seeing it on the giant movie theater screen, I feel like that didn't even do it justice. Like, I feel like I, it needed to be on an even bigger screen for me to fully comprehend everything that was going on on screen. Now, part of that was the theater I saw it in. They didn't, like, there were little bits at the top and bottom that were chopped off because the screen wasn't extended all the way or something. I don't know, but that was a very theater-specific thing. So I think if I went and saw it in a different theater or saw it again, then maybe, you know, that would be better because they did put me all the way in the back theater out of them all. Like, I had to walk all the way to the back of the building, and I was in the last theater um, on the left, because I went to AMC, so, it was, it was interesting, it was a nice experience, there were people there who, you know, were laughing and enjoying the movie along with me, so, you know, it was great to be back in the theater again, second time back since, uh, COVID, but we're not here to talk about what it's like to be in the theater, we're here to talk about Demon Slayer, am I right? So, just a little preface, Demon Slayer is my, I want to say it's my number three anime of all time, uh, only, only, you know, behind My Hero and Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. So it's definitely up there. I watched it 2019, right after it finished airing. I watched everything. It was great. Episode 19, that scene where he uses the Hinokami Kagura, really took my breath away. And, like, just how amazing that animation was and that scene blew me away. That's what sold Demon Slayer for me. Like, I had loved it up till that point, and then that's what really solidified 
how much I loved it. So when I got to the end of season one and they, they had announced the movie, I was like, okay, cool. The movie's coming soon. And then COVID hit and the movie did not come soon. I mean, it came out in Japan last year. So I think it's the highest grossing, it's either the highest grossing animated film or the highest grossing film in general in Japan, which I think is nuts. Like, that's crazy. This movie outsold My Hero in Japan, and that's crazy to me. So, but My Hero does have a third movie coming around, so maybe maybe they'll be able to top that spot. But I don't know. There was something about this movie, and I think part of it is this movie is it's not just a one-off movie to watch when you're like, "Oh, I need some more Demon Slayer while I wait for season 2." Like, no, this is a continuation of season 1 done as a movie because i don't know i guess they just wanted to do it as a movie which i think is fine this arc the the mugen train arc was short enough because i read it in the manga last year uh just to kind of like re-familiarize myself because i thought the movie was going to come out last year so i also didn't want to be spoiled like on twitter so when people who did see it in japan and stuff leaks out and it ends up in the states via Twitter, I didn't want to be like, oh no, this thing happens? Like, you know, oh no, Rengoku dies? Like, so I went ahead and read it in the manga just to avoid being spoiled. But over time, because it's been about a year since I've read it in the manga and I kind of forgot some of the stuff, which was a nice, pleasant surprise. I think if you haven't read the manga and you don't know what's happening, this movie's going to hit you very hard. And it is going to, it might even be better if you haven't read the manga because you don't know where it's going. But if you have read the manga... As someone who's kind of like, you know, half and half there, I think this movie serves both crowds. If you have read the manga, it's still going to be amazing. You're still going to love it. It is a 10 out of 10 movie in my book. Like, it is a fabulous movie that was really well put together by Ufotable. So, yeah, it's... I don't know. It's It was a really good film, but... Needless to say, um, I have some points here I want to talk about. I want to talk about the animation in this film. The animation was off the charts. Like, if you thought the animation for season one of Demon Slayer was amazing, this animation, like, blows that out of the water. They did some stuff with CGI, and, you know, they brought in some real, like, actual real video for Tanjiro's subconscious. They brought, like, in actual blue sky and actual clouds that then reflected off the water. And it it does look a little out of place, just a little bit, because, like, the character, I don't know his name, but the character who's in the subconscious is hand-drawn and, like, still normally done. But then you have this real video of real moving clouds in the sky. But when I say it looked off and out of place, I don't mean it looked bad. I think it looked fine. I think it looked good, considering what they were trying to do. And then there's another there's another scene towards the end... Um, right as, or right, I think it's right as Akaza is retreating, um, the sun comes up and it is a real video of the sun rising over the peak. And I think that was really cool because there's, you know, there's certain things that you can do in animation, but then you look at like a sunrise on video. I think that was justified and it worked. So there was that. And even the CGI, I know CGI is really... It's frowned upon in anime, and I think, I think, Ufotable did a really good job of integrating the CGI, and that was that was true even for Demon Slayer season one. So I think they did a really good job of 
blending in the 2D traditional with the 3D CG, and it ended up looking really good. Like, I never felt like... Like, it didn't feel like looking at the CGI Colossal Titan from Attack on Titan Season 2 and 3 and Season 1. Like, it didn't... It wasn't that kind of CG. It was the same kind of CG they used in Season 1, and it looked really good. So... And part of that could be, you know, the time and budget they were allotted for the movie and they could make it look a lot better because they had more time. But other than that, the animation was killer. Like, I really love the art design and the art style of Demon Slayer that really takes from those old, um, I think, what are they, Asian style paintings? Um, I don't know. I don't know art history. I haven't taken art history in college yet. Um, but it's just that style and they really stick to it. And a lot of of the I, I will say a big props to this movie because Ren Goku has flames literally everywhere and instead of doing like normal fire flames they integrated the flames into the art style and just made it look so beautiful like it was amazing from start to finish and the animation because you know you got Zenitsu uh zapping around you got Ren Goku flying around like all of the fight animation looked incredible like i don't think i've seen animation in a movie that's that cool like the stuff in heroes rising was really good this was amazing and it it blew me away every time like i loved i loved watching it so uh moving down my notes here i saw it subbed as i said i i want to say this movie is really intense like it received an r rating here in the states um, I know, it, I think it was like PG-13 in Japan. Wow, that really shows a difference between what Japan considers PG-13 and what America considers PG-13. But anyway, it was an R-rated movie and it was very intense. I know, I think Demon Slayer was rated TVMA in the US. So it, it kind of carries over that same rating. You know, there's just a lot of blood everywhere. But the intense part comes from the fact that every time this you know, Demon puts Tanjiro to sleep. He has to kill himself to get out of the dream. So they don't explicitly show it on screen because I know that can bother some people and that's, you know, probably not something you want to be showing on screen. But it's just the fact that it's there. Like, there are still frames and it was really intense. And even the Demon was like, oh man, you know, it takes a lot of willpower to willingly take your own life even if it is a dream. Like, so just the fact that like Tanjiro's character is like that really shocked me, but it is an intense movie. So, and then of course you get to the end, the fight between uh, Rengoku and Akaza. Whoo. That was a fight. I gotta say, I think that man, that fight blew me away. And because I had forgotten what I read in the manga, when the fight like reached its natural conclusion, like, you know, Akaza's got his fist through the chest Rengoku's like, ha, nope, I'm not done. And then he keeps going. And it was crazy because I was like, oh, the fight's over. Because, you know, we got punched through the chest. Nope, it wasn't over. And all of the animation for that fight, I know I'm gushing about the animation, but it was just so freaking good. Like, the fact that they went that hard with the animation going back and forth, like the flames and, you know, the blue from Akaza and just all of the back and forth looks so good. And... I can say the same for, like, you know, Zenitsu and uh, Inosuke and Tanjiro. Like, all of their different breathing forms, especially Zenitsu. Um, once you... Once he activates the thunder... Uh, the thun uh, What is it? 
thunder breathing form. I, yeah, uh, you can see I'm not super well-versed in all of the things. I know it's Thunderclap and Flash is his attack. Once he did that, that was that knocked it out of the park. And to, to step back to the intenseness of the movie for a second. When Chanjiro has to leave, like when he knows he's in the dream and is trying to leave and his whole family is just like, don't leave us, don't leave us. That kind of hurt. Because you know him as a character is like, I want to stay. He even says, I wish I could stay in this dream. I wish being on the train was the dream and I could wake up into this normal world. And that is hard. Especially when he gets put to sleep again later on and he goes into the nightmare form where they're all like telling him, why couldn't you save us? You should have been the one to die. And his dad was like, you're useless. You were here for one job and you failed that. And then he snaps himself out of it and is like, my family would never say that. And that's usually the cardinal, the cardinal flaw of villains like that is they, they don't take those things into account that you know your own family better than they do. And that was really cool. So yeah, that, that was really good. So, to loop back to the fight between Rengoku and Akaza, that was very brilliantly handled. Like, even down to the way the camera was shot. And they did a lot of really good camera shots in this film. Like, there's one shot where you see Rengoku's uh, head as a reflection th uh, bouncing off of Tanjiro's eyes. And I thought, whoa, that's nuts. That is really cool. So, they did a lot of great camera work, especially in the fights, because I know... Some people, when they watch anime, like, the camera moves around. It either doesn't move around enough or it moves around too much. Ufotable, if I can ever pronounce it right, did something really impressive where the camera moved around just enough. It knew when to be still and it knew when it needed to track with the movements. And that was fantastic. They handled that really well, especially in that final fight. What I will say is that the soundtrack in that final fight. I wish I wish they would put the soundtracks on Spotify so that I don't just have to play them through the YouTube player. And, you know, doing YouTube to MP3 is so much work. So, but the soundtrack during that fight, it had me on the edge of my seat. Like, I usually don't get, like, especially because I knew. I was like, oh, I know Rengoku dies in this arc and, like, he's going to die in the movie. But, as I was sitting there, there was never a dull moment in this film where I felt like my mind was going other places. And I was thinking about, oh, how long is it going to take me to get home? Oh, what what am I going to do when I get home? Like, I was deeply invested in this movie, and my heart was pounding during that final fight. Like, I was so invested in the film and what was going on, and it just took, it blew me away. And I cannot wait. I... I think there's a very strong chance that I could end up going and seeing this movie again in theaters. One, because it was fantastic and I want to watch it again so I can really watch the animation as opposed to, you know, trying to read subtitles and watch. Because that did get a little difficult when, you know, Rengoku and Akaza are moving around so fast and you're trying to read the subs of what they're saying and then look back up at the screen. Like, I, there were points where I was just glancing at the subtitles and looking back up because the animation was killer, and I wanted to focus in on that fight. So there's a good chance that I would go see it again just so that I could see that fight again and watch the whole movie even. And, you know, who knows? Maybe I'll even go see it in English dub just so that I can compare and say, well, this is how it sounded in Japanese, and this is how it sounded in English, and, you know, compare and contrast, that kind of thing. So, 
Yeah, and I will say one note before I kind of wrap up here is it was actually a decently funny movie. Like it did carry over that comedy for such a for such a heavy movie. It really carried over a lot of the comedy from season one of Demon Slayer. So I thought that was really nice. And it it almost made it lighthearted. But once Rengoku dies, the comedy just kind of like dissolves. And I think that's a good thing. Because I know some films will do a death and then they will immediately go to, oh, haha, funny joke. We need to end in a, you know, super happy, good place. So I think it was great that the movie kind of stuck to that theme. And it it has perfectly set up season two to just take what the movie has done and pick up. And I think at some point, um, I really hope that at some point this movie gets put on like Verve or Crunchyroll or Funimation so that when new people come to binge Demon Slayer, the movie is just readily available there and they don't have to be like, oh no, I need to go pay $5.99 on Amazon to rent this movie so I can see what happens next. Like, I really hope it does eventually, maybe not right away, because I know there is, you know, money to be made off of films. That's how it works. But I'm saying at some point in the future, I hope that this movie is can be readily available for those who are new to Demon Slayer, because you know it's only going to get more popular from here. I mean, this is the highest grossing film in Japan. Like, Demon Slayer is only going to get more popular from here. So, yeah, with that being said... It left me wanting a lot more, and I think it ended in a very interesting place. Because obviously you have all the other Hashira finding out about Rengoku's death. And you think, oh, are we going to get to see like a funeral or something? Nope. It ends on Tanjiro crying. Like, that's where an episode would end. And you think, okay, well, where's like the end credit scene? Like, essentially when you're like if it were adapted as an anime you'd be thinking okay so ready to play the next episode but then you realize there is no next episode until season two comes out later this year so yeah we don't know like i don't know what happens next i forgot like the last 10 20 minutes of this movie because i hadn't finished the arc in the manga i just got past the point where uh he died so i was really shocked with where the movie ended and i was just like wow that takes some guts to end it right there and just be like, well, cliffhanger, get ready for season two coming, you know, fall 2021, I think. So, yeah, I, needless to say, I am ready for season two, honestly. I could probably see myself doing a Demon Slayer rewatch too because it is such a good anime. Like, it is definitely up there. And I want to talk about it more. I think Colin with No Eye and I are going to try to do a episode where we talk all about like our favorite anime and stuff at some point down the line so i'd love to talk about it a little more there but that's really all i had to say for demon slayer the movie mugen train um it's out now in the u.s if you want to go see it uh it's out in theaters um and it should be coming as i said earlier to digital outlets sometime in june i think june 22nd so with that being said thank you for listening to this little short bonus episode and just listen to me talk about this movie that I think is so good, 10 out of 10 is where I would rank it. Like, rating, 10 out of 10. And if I had to rank it in, like, I don't think it breaks my top five movies. I know, it's kind of unfortunate, but not even My Hero could break my top five movies. So it's definitely there. Like, it's right there with Heroes Rising for me. I think they, those were both really phenomenal films. And, yeah, it was just, it was a really good movie, and I would highly encourage anyone who you know, maybe not even just Demon Slayer fans. If you like action, you like sword fighting, you like, 
you know, kind of intense, like horror type things, I think you would really enjoy this movie. And maybe it gets you into Demon Slayer. And maybe you go watch the anime after this. There's not a ton of anime spoilers in the movie other than like the fact that none of the main characters are dead. That's about it. Um, so with that being said, thank you again, guys, for listening. If you want to keep up with the podcast, you can check us out on Instagram at the nerdiest podcast, which, you know, if you're listening to this, um, I did actually post on the Instagram story of the podcast account. And I asked for an opinion on which thumbnail to use for this bonus episode, because I was torn and you know, whoever voted the thumbnail you're seeing was picked by the people. So that's all I got to say. So if you want to be able to partake in more things like that. You can check us out on Instagram at the nerdiest podcast. And you can also check us out on Twitter at nerdiest podcast, where I tweet about my hero and demon slayer and all kinds of stuff over there. Twitter is kind of my domain. Jackson does a lot of posting on the Instagram. I do stories and that kind of thing. So you can also listen to us on Spotify, Apple podcasts and anywhere else you listen. And if you enjoy the podcast, try to give us a five star or don't try, but do give us a five star rating. Cause it helps push the podcast out there and gets it to more people. So more people can hear us talk about nerdy things all the time. So with that being said, thank you guys for listening. And I hope to see you guys in the next episode. Peace out. <laughs>